Good afternoon, everybody. This is Andrea, and I'd like to welcome you all to our May webinar and podcast episode. Um, before I get started on the housekeeping reminders for today's webinar, I'd just like to make a quick mention of our webinar partner, QuickFee. Many of you will know QuickFee already, I'm sure. And uh, with Smithink, we've had a long relationship working together over the years, mainly at our ATSA event. I'll give you um, a little update on a bit more about QuickFee at the end of Mark's session today. Um, now to the housekeeping, just a reminder on asking questions. If you're joining us live today, you have the opportunity to ask a question at any time. Just use the Q&A function on your Zoom control panel and that will be answered at the end of the session. If you're viewing the recording or listening to the podcast later and would like to ask a question, feel free to contact us directly at smithinc.com. I'm now going to hand over to Mark Holton, Smithink Director, to present this session on business advisory software and what the industry is using in 2021. Over to you, Mark. Thanks, Andrea, and good afternoon, everybody, or good morning, depending where you are, and welcome to our May uh, webinar presentation, which is on business advisory software and what the industry is and isn't using in 2021. Uh, one of the most common questions I tend to get from firms and accountants within firms is, what do you recommend we use to provide, be able to provide advisory services? I must say, when I started down this pathway 25 years ago, there wasn't that much out there. Uh, certainly Excel was there, as it always has been, or as I call it, the accountant's love tool. And then I stumbled across a bit of software, roughly 26, maybe 27 years ago now, that was called Optimist. It was a Tache Optimist that later become MYOB Profit Optimizer and CCH Profit Driver in Canada and uh, CCH Performance Manager in the UK. And I basically created my advisory services off the back of what that tool could do. What I'd like to talk to you about today is a decision every firm has to make, and that is, what software do I invest in? Uh, how much will it cost me? But more importantly, how will I utilise it? How will I engage clients with it? How will I offer services that actually do benefit the client and they actually do want it? And probably more importantly too, how do you charge for it? The one difference between then and now is that there's a multitude of software applications sitting out there at the moment. They're all designed to assist accountants in providing initial and engaging advisory services to their clients. They're quite brilliant actually, I think compared to where I started many, many years ago. You know, Profit Optimizer was a great tool, but it was never designed for accountants. It was designed for banks. And I spent a lot of, lot of time training accounting firms on how, how to, in inverted commas, dumb it down so the client could see a real benefit with it. There's much, much more purposely designed solutions out there than ever before. At first glance, you know, many do appear to do the same things. And understanding the differences and how the product fits into your mix in your firm and what's right for you, not for the industry, for your firm and your clients, I think is the $64 million question. The challenge of advisory software is simple. These days, most of the state-of-the-art tools are cloud-based. And many of the older tools that have been around for quite a while have now moved to the cloud. So collaboration of data is much, much more prevalent than ever before. Integration of different applications through APIs. You know, do it once, share it many. I've always been a strong supporter of that concept 
not do it again, then do it again and do it again. So most of the tools now are cloud-based and integrate with your client accounting applications. The integration of data into advisory workflow is critical. I've long said to firms, okay, you getting involved in the integration process between client accounting and your firm not only will provide you with high-quality, better, more up-to-date representative compliance data, but also will help you with the advisory side. The one thing I know about advisory is if the data is not right, the outcomes are a disaster. So integration is a really important factor in your decision. Much of this software, unfortunately, can become shelfware. I love that term. Can't be software if it never got off the shelf. And why do I love that term? Because I used to do it. You know, probably 30 years ago, I was out there buying everything I saw, uh, getting it back to the practice then thinking, what the hell do I do with it? Uh, maybe putting it on a PC, maybe leaving it in the box because we used to buy boxes back then. But most of it, if you're not making money with it, is shelfware. So what's your expected return on investment in the acquisition of any advisory software application? And that's a challenge I think we need to face. We definitely need to get the right structure and infrastructure in the firm. With all the advisory work I've done and all the clients and firms that I've consulted to, the one common denominator that not too many have got right is commitment and capacity, the two Cs. In other words, commitment to get the right structure in place, and that will require a change to how you're currently doing business. And then get the right infrastructure in place. In other words, who's going to do what, when and how? What services are you going to offer? How are you going to price them? Will you package them? How will you communicate them to the client? And communication to client is critical. In my mind, software-wise, we need an efficient engagement system. And if we can automate that process, then it becomes much more effective, much more cost-beneficial and much more profitable than not having it. <clears throat> Delivery is critical. I get a lot of firms saying to me, how do you deliver this for the client? My first question to them is, do you have a client signed up ready to go? And have you worked out what you intend to sell, how you're going to sell it, what you're going to price it for, and how will you package it? And the answer I commonly get is no. And further, do you have the right capacity? Do you have enough time to deliver this? Is there enough capacity in the firm, let alone you? And if not, what structure we need to put in place to achieve it? So there's a few key denominators here. We've got to get the right people on board and train them. I've spoken to you in previous webinars that in my mind, good advisory services, good advisory systems comes back to systems, processes, and people. What does software do? It's an aid to deliver. It makes us more efficient. It streamlines. It saves on cost. It makes more profit. But if you don't know who you're going to go to, what you're going to go to them with, how much it's going to cost, and how you will engage them, good luck making money out of software. My opinion only, guys. You need to develop firm champions, okay? Champions in advisory, maybe champions in specific services as part of your advisory toolkit. And you need to train them. Train, train, train. And one thing I'd say to you is don't take on too much too quick. Work out where you are. Work out where you want to be in the future. Work out how you're going to get there. Who's going to do it? When's it going to be done by? And then look for software solutions that are going to help you achieve the goals that you've set yourself and the KPIs that you're administering upon yourself 
in the delivery of your advisory budget. Yes, budget, we need a budget. We need to account for it separately outside of compliance. We need to get all that infrastructure right and then go to market. So we've got a couple of choices here. Some suppliers offer broad-based cloud solutions and endeavor to cover a firm's business advisory needs. Uh, you can generally purchase them incrementally. They may not be best of breed. They might not be the best in the market, but they certainly do offer consistency of use and process. I'm seeing a lot of firms making decisions with their practice management solutions, their workflow, doc management, tax ledger solutions to choose one suite, whatever that suite may be, be it zero, MYOB, uh, be it APS, be it CCHI firm, be it Sage Handy Soft or whatever else is out there, Great Soft. But they're making a decision and they're sticking with it. So they're not necessarily going for best of breed. They're going for a solution that basically has a practice management centre core or nucleus with other key aspects feeding off it. So it's very much a broad-based compared to single solution. But when it comes to advisory, you've got the same choice. Many suppliers offer single solutions that endeavour to cover specific needs, uh, needs like budgets and cash flows, needs like client engagement, needs like estate planning, succession planning and the like. Uh, they can be more expensive, obviously, because you're buying dedicated solutions. Um, it does not offer a holistic consistency in use of process, learn once, apply many concepts, and it probably needs different champions in your firm to really take this on board, get the training and start to use it, because as we know, repetition breeds learning. So do you go broad-based, do you go single solution? That's a decision that needs to be part of your business advisory IT plan. So let me ask you a question, because I think the services we offer dictates the software we look at. So what advisory is not, and I call advisory obviously non-compliance services, do you think clients will expect from us in the next three years? I think three years is too long, could be 12 months, could be six months, you never know when they will come at you. So what do we need? Strategic stuff, implementation stuff? Do we need um, solutions that will improve their profitability, cash flow, return, dashboards, estate planning, succession planning, et cetera, et cetera? So before we make decisions on software, let's think a little bit about what you're going to do with it. The industry out there at the moment are doing a lot of advisory services. Every firm I speak to said we did a lot of advisory during COVID, during JobKeeper times. So we're out there doing what every firm does, that's tax planning. I get firms asking me, is tax planning advisory? Of course it is. Of course it is. I think anything that the tax office doesn't beat you on the head with a stick with is advisory. The rest is compliance. Advisory to me is looking forward. Compliance is looking in the revision error. That's the discerning factor. Financial planning, risk and insurance review, succession, estate, strategic, business. I think strategic planning is a wonderful opportunity. And I've seen a couple of really good new solutions, cloud-based solutions in the marketplace that make the strategic planning process so simple. Business planning as well, benchmarking. I think benchmarking is a missed opportunity. I'm a long-time subscriber to benchmarking.com. Because when I work with an accounting firm, I benchmark them 
to the accounting industry. I cannot understand why more firms aren't out there doing this for their clients. Clients love to know whether their structure, their price points and everything else is competitive. We need to look at that one. Business value indications, talking to client about wealth, talking to client about where you want your business to be in the future, working out where it is now, establishing a gap, filling a gap. I'll go further to say that in my mind, advisory is simple filling of a gap. The only issue is you need to establish what that gap is because the client at times does not know. Pre-lending assessment. This one's got me beat, guys. Why aren't we out there at the moment? And the first organisation that creates a pre-lending assessment software app, I will buy, okay, that does a quick analysis of the client's lending capabilities today because you've asked the client, are they going to borrow money in the future? If so, how much, when, for what? And you're going to interface yourself right in the middle of that process to work with them on their lending covenant management and beat them into shape to the point when they do go and look for money, they're a better chance of getting it, not just sending PDF historicals to the bank and forgetting about it. We've got to interface ourselves as the project manager with this stuff with clients. We can then move on to what I call action plans. I don't call it a budget and cash flow anymore because when I did, Clients kept saying to me, what do I need that for? Uh, you never told me I need this before. Why are you telling me now and you didn't say that last year or the year before? I call a budget and cash flow an action plan for success. In other words, when I lead an advisory service, I talk about what I'm going to do, not what it is. I talk about what benefit there is for the client, not what software application we're going to work with. Okay, we'll talk about that one in a moment. Also working on underlying assumptions that require development of a plan for the year. How do we get in there with clients? How do we set up a quarterly board of advice meeting structure that is reminiscent of the compliance model where the right person at the right level at the right pay rate does the right task? And then how do we push that out across our network of business clients? And you sit there as the external chairperson on this. This is what I did. This is how I had success, okay, by getting clients into a more of an annuity model than a piecemeal model. I didn't want to bill it once and put it away. I wanted to bill it once and then look at how I can then get the client into a regular maintenance annuity model. Board of advice management is the sweet spot. It really is. And then we can do stuff like scenario planning. I love this term. How would you like to see the financial impact of key business decisions before you make them. Because I reckon that's a lot smarter than doing them after you've made them. Management of debtors, creditors, WIP, inventory, pricing, expenses, simple stuff that creates success models in the client's mind that this is beneficial. And then performance to regular KPIs, such as lending, liquidity, profitability, asset management, return. You know, working with a client around the concept that your business should generate a return. And then other specific measures for the client's business that relate to that industry. This is what's available. This is what's on the table. I challenge you at the moment as to all those three slides, and we'll give you a copy of those, to sit down and tick them off and say, yeah, I do that. And then ask the question, do you do it in an annuity model or a piecemeal model? And how can I work on the former? So with that in mind, 
we, we at Smith Inc. have been looking at for years the accounting industry, what it's doing, what it's not doing. And I thought I'd share this with you. The services on screen are what the industry is telling us that we're currently doing. What's the number one no-brainer? Budgets and cash flows, without doubt. The most voluminous, the simplest, or action plans for success, I should say. And throughout COVID, many, many firms said to me, we did a lot of budgets and cash flows. I immediately come back with, then did you turn those budgets and cash flows into quarterly board of advice meetings where you, as the external chairperson, hold the client or clients accountable to the delivery of that budget. Because surely all a budget is, is a plan month by month of how much I need to sell, how I'm going to manage my costs and what's left for me. What's a cash flow? Making sure you've got enough of it to pay your bills when they're due. They're pretty simple animals. But the delivery of it and the accountability model towards it and you looking after them and measuring it through quarterly board of advice meetings is what's not happening enough. We've got to start to do that. I'm also a fan, guys, when it comes to advisory technology of the good, bad and ugly business fitness. I think they're a fantastic organisation. They do some great reports. But I had a look at this one, which is the modern technology one, and extracted just a little piece of it. Here's the industry. This is what they were doing in 2020. I don't think 2021 is going to be radically different. So firms generating revenues up to 500, 46% of them, for advisory purposes, use Excel. Who said Excel is dead? The love tool's still there. 53% in the next quartile, 54 and 52%. And have a look at some of the choices there. Spotlight, Fathom, Futurely, the old crunch boards tool. Uh, profit optimizer, Andrea, who said it's dead? It's, it's laboring, but it ain't dead. We've still got firms using it. Why not? If it doesn't broken, keep doing it. B-Star, Castaway, Cashflow Story, the new improved profit optimizer cloud-based solution for accountants, Cashflow Story. You know, as you can see, a lot of exposure in the higher end of town. Calxa, which is a competitor to Castaway, budget and cash flow tools. MYP, MYP is a sort of broad-based solution that has a CRM and a variety of other tools that you might decide to use. So when we look at that, we're seeing Excel, the heaviest lifting tool there, that's more difficult to integrate and collaborate data with, is still the tool of choice by a mile in the industry. In this report, it also spoke about what are you going to do next? I thought this was interesting because as much as I look through that, I struggle to see too much that's advisory related other than I want to get business advisory software. 20, 20, 12, 24. Well, what are you waiting for? You've got to make decisions. You need a plan. But if you haven't sat down and worked out what you're going to do with it, believe me, the last thing I'd do is go out and buy software, then work out what I had to do with it. I did that before, and it was a mistake. Interestingly, none of the above stands pretty strong there too. So a lot of firms aren't thinking about what's the next area of my practice that I'm going to look at new software to maybe offer greater solutions. So we're almost running out of time. I want to open up for questions. So my conclusions to you. Number one, don't take on too much. Number two, adopt products incrementally. Number three, 
with passionate performance here. Run your advisory service through a CRM. If you haven't gone down the advisory pathway and you're thinking about software, start with that. You need a, a client relationship management system. And often it is not your practice management tool that will do this. We need a dedicated CRM for advisory. Whether you put it across your whole practice or not, we need something to make sure things do not slip through the cracks. Get the right structure, infrastructure, engagement system and delivery models in your firm. Get the right people on board and train, train, train. That's what I think needs to be done in what order. Start with a CRM, look for other solutions, start to think about the services you will offer, then start to think about, okay, what brilliant bit of software out there, and as I said, there's a lot of it, will ideally suit you and your firm and allow you to be more systematic, more process-driven and more profitable in how you deliver your advisory services. So with those thoughts in mind, just a couple of quick slides on what I see the future is, advisory. I think big data is going to play a major point. I think we'll be leveraging data inside the cloud accounting systems. I think real-time benchmarking is not far off. In fact, I'm talking to a, quite a few accountants and suppliers in the US, and this is already becoming very much prevalent, the ability to benchmark using real-time data, and also the ability to budget and look at budgets using real-time data at a granular level. We'll be looking at real-time trends. Why is one business performing better than the others? Maybe online benchmarking will help us do that. And we'll also be predicting future performance, as in good or bad, as in lead or lag indicators, as in key KPIs, and we'll be keeping track of those using big data and to some extent artificial intelligence, literally online as we do it. I think the future is exciting in, this, in the software space. Machine learning. I'm a big believer that anything that can be done more than once can be automated. And if it can be automated, it can be delivered for much less. Maybe not free. It's up to you. Okay. And by the way, I think advice may deliver directly to the client. I had a client come to me recently of another firm and said, I can do all this on my iPhone when they were looking at dashboards. And they can just that the average business owner doesn't have time, doesn't know how to do it. And that's where they need you guys to come in and do stuff. So I think online data analysis, I think online big data analysis is going to be something that the future will hold. And machine learning, I think we need to get our head around it because it's going to come up and certainly bite us on the tail if we don't, aren't ready for it. So with that in mind, if anybody is interested, I'm more than happy, as I say, at every webinar to have a chat to you. Totally free of charge or complimentary, call it what you will. We'll do it through a web-type interface, through Zoom, and have a bit of a chat about your firm and what you want to do with it as far as advisory is concerned. We'll also talk about your risk and issues and also your software needs. Half an hour is not long to go through this. I'd rather talk to people individually about what software they're looking at and how it embeds into their advisory solutions. And how do we create a pathway to advisory success? What do we need to do at the start? What do we need to do during it and not at the end? And how do I develop my business advisory implementation plan? Anyway, more than happy to have a chat to anyone. Uh, just reach out to Smith Inc., reach out to Andrea, and she'll put you in contact with me. And finally, before I pass back to Andrea, 
we're getting back to face-to-face -face conferences. Thank goodness. I love Zoom, but not that much. Our next one is going to be our Young Guns event, guys, which we've had to postpone three or four times because of COVID. It's on 11 and 12 October. It's at the Hilton Hotel at the Gold Coast. We're going to market next week at this stage with a super early bird special. So we're going to market it at a very, very low participation rate for the first delegate and also subsequent delegates from your firm. So we'll email that out to you. But we have quality speakers like Mandy Holloway on leadership, John Toulos on strategic planning, Steve Allen, who you can see on screen. Steve is the uh, ground announcer at ANZ Stadium and has been for 25 years. Uh, State of Origins, Grand Finals, Sydney Swifts and Greater Western Sydney. He also runs a business called Say A Few Words, where he helps people get up, present, question clients, et cetera, et cetera. And the two old fellas on the right of my screen, maybe the left of yours, will be there as well. So I'd love to see your young up-and-coming partners, managers. Remember, the focus on this is around what we do through leadership, through advisory, through better management of the teams and what, we, what happens in the practice, not compliance. So that's our next event. Just a bit of a head start on that one. And with those thoughts in mind, Andrea, let me pass you back and take on, pass back to you rather, and take on any questions that you have. Great, thanks, Mark. Um, just a reminder, if you'd like to ask a question, please type that into your Q&A function um, on Zoom and I will read that out for Mark. Um, and just while we're waiting for that, I just wanted to um, come back to our webinar partner, QuickFee. QuickFee Instalments is the first ever non-recourse advice now pay later solution for, for, for professional accounting firms. QuickFee Instalments use a sophisticated technology to let your clients pay their invoices within a four interest-free monthly instalments while you get paid in full upfront. Uses your client's existing credit and doesn't affect your client's credit file, making it the most responsible buy now, pay later payment solution for your clients. There's no credit risk to you, no monthly fees and no long-term contracts. And Smith Inc has negotiated an exclusive 30-day free trial for you. Go to the website, which you can see on the screen here, quickfee.com.au forward slash smithink and sign up using smithink as the promo code to get the 30-day free offer. And um, I'll ensure those details are in the um, email with the recording later today as well. Thank you, Quickfee. And uh, I do have some questions for you, Mark. Uh, Paul Dunn Sorry, joined Andrew. us today and he just uh, at the beginning Paul said, Dunn. oh, how, how I remember those days. <laughs> uh, he remembers the days. He remembers the early days of business advisory when you were talking about starting up with Profit Optimizer, I think you said. Oh, how could Paul remember? He's too young, Andrew. <laughs> and said, thank you, Mark. As always, some really useful insights. Um, Alexandra said excellent content Mark thank you and James has said thank you as well and I have got some questions so Adrian has asked do you need to go to the client's premises or physical face-to-face -face? yeah it's a good question Adrian it's it's a bit of a catch-22 I'm not a fan of going to the client's premise if I don't have an area where I can work with them without interruption I found in the early days of offering advisory, when I did go to the client's premises, sheer was hard to get an hour face-to-face -face with a client without someone knocking on the door. Um, I'm a big believer in taking control of the environment when you do advisory with clients. So I'm not a fan of going to the client's premise unless there's adequate facilities there to be able to deliver what you're doing professionally. 
Great, thank you, Mark. Uh, John has asked, how do you rate the MYP Corp tools? Yeah, MYP is a, an example of one of the suited advisory solutions I spoke about earlier, as is mouse, if anybody's used the mouse tools. They're both great tools. The thing I'm a fan of with MYP is, well, MYP rather, is their wiki tool. The wiki tool stands for what's important to you. It's a simple, easy online survey to get inside the client's mind and find out what is actually important to them. And I've often used that and some of the firms I consult to use it to be able to find out what the client is thinking about, worrying about, concerned about before we actually go out and do an engagement with them. The MYP tool also has a few other tools um, such as uh, you know, a, a dashboarding tool. It has a, a benchmarking tool. It has a detailed financial analysis tool. Uh, they did have stuff in financial, sorry, in HR as well. Uh, it comes back, John, to, to what you want to do with the firm and then what solutions I need. But, you know, it, it's MYP, mouse, a couple of great suited solutions. So whether or not you're going to go with a suite or a best of breed is probably the first thing we need to chat about. Great. Thanks, Mark. Um, Ian has asked, what do you believe are the critical components of a business advisory solution for your firm? I think I covered that, Andrew, in the, in the session. I'll make it real simple, Ian. It's four things. And it is get your structure right, get your infrastructure firing, have an ongoing consistent engagement model that you put every client through, and then work through your delivery model options once you've got the client set up. So that's the four steps. The three critical things in my mind to get advisory going is having the right systems, processes, and people and then looking for strategic software solutions to aid in the delivery of that process. But initially, looking for software solutions that help me get the engagement model off the ground. That's why I'm a fan of the MYP Wiki tool, because it helps me understand what's inside the client's mind before I even entertain going out there and doing any advisory engagement with them. So very much around those key areas, in my opinion. Great, thanks, Mark. Um, and last one at the moment, unless anybody else wants to put another question is um, coming from Andrew. What are the strategic planning software tools you mentioned, please? Yeah, I'm just, just typing up a, a reply to Andrew, but I'll mention it as well. I've been approached recently by a supplier and the supplier is Skefco, S-K-E-F-T-O. And I've had a good look at their strategic planning tool. It's a cloud-based solution. I think it's quite great. In fact, I'm going to be using it at a, at a uh, strategic planning session I'm running this Friday. Uh, so the tool I've seen is Skefco, S-K-E-F-T-O. Uh, comparative tool, I suppose, to another product out there called Cascade. Um, I do a lot of strategic planning with accounting firms and also the boards that I sit on. And I'm always looking for something that will help me as the facilitator deliver uh, a simpler, easier, more fully functioned day. And I've certainly been impressed with that tool so far, but I'm still in the very early stages. Okay, great. Thanks, Mark. 
Um, James has asked, what program do you recommend for estate planning? I am trialing Astute Wheel. Yeah, I think Astute Wheel is the best of breed in the market. James, was it Andrea? Yes. No, I thought Astute Wheel is the best in the market, uh, James. Um, this is a classic example. Astute Wheel is a great estate planning tool. It's a, it's, it's a solution that just does that well. Uh, MYP used to have an estate planning tool called Estate Planning for Life, but I'm not sure if they still support it. But certainly I believe Astute Wheel is the best of breed. Excellent. It looks like that's all the questions for today, Mark. Uh, James has said thank you. John Stitt has said thank you. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining today. And the recording will be sent out um, later this afternoon. Thank you, Mark, for presenting today. Pleasure, Andrea. Thanks, guys. And please reach out if you'd like to have a chat and have a discussion about your software needs or anything else for that matter. And I look forward to seeing your teams, if not yourself, if you're a young gun. Andrea, I often get asked, what, how do you define a young gun? I think it's a matter of how young you feel. That's right. I agree. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everybody.